What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Big Six Podcast, your sports daily NFL podcast. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host. Yes, my voice is gone somewhere. I don't know. We'll find it later. It is the week three early odds look ahead show. Joining me to look at week three odds. This is also in your feed. It's on YouTube. The one, the only John Breach. Breach, what's up, buddy? What's up, Brinson? You know what I did over the past 24 hours? I practiced my blinking. I noticed there was a complaint about my blinking in the comment section. I will be blinking faster today. Let's see. Okay. In Morse code. I just noticed you first blink when you were saying that. You are a slow blinker. Uh, it, it happens. I, I blink in Morse code, Brinson. That's a real it's headspace to be in. Uh, coming up with the feed, depending on when you're listening. Because this could be, you could get us on Sunday night. Maybe you're listening on Monday morning, et cetera. We'll have our weekly, weekly recap, of course. If you're watching on YouTube, youtube.com slash pick six, comment, like, and subscribe. If you like the video, if you comment on the video, every time you do that, it's a huge help. Breach will come to your house if you don't do it. If you don't, do it. <laughs> my uh, my Robbie watches these YouTube videos and they're like, like kind of like make like like so and so is gonna come get you if you don't like and subscribe. It's like whoa whoa whoa, <laughs> a weird YouTuber. Anyway, we're gonna look at some week three odds. We start with the Thursday night football game between the Panthers and the Texans. The Panthers were going to be. I believe minus three or minus three and a half on the look ahead line. They smoked the Saints and the Texans got beat by the Browns. The line opens now. Panthers minus seven and a half with an over under a 43 and a half breach. Yeah, not just the Panthers smoking the Saints, but the Texans lost Tyrod Taylor. He is not going to be playing right. in this game. It is likely going to be Davis Mills unless uh, Coach David Cauley can somehow convince Deshaun Watson to suit up, which is probably highly unlikely. When I look at this game, here's what I see. I see a Panthers team that is arguably the most surprising team in the NFL this year. And I don't know if I'm more surprised by their offense or their defense. You know, mm. we saw Sam Darnold go up against the Saints and he diced them up, which was impressive because, you know, who didn't dice up the Saints? Aaron Rodgers. He couldn't do anything against him. So we have Sam Darnold out here doing things that Aaron Rodgers can't do. I never thought I would see that. And then the Panthers defense has just been, uh, you know, they gave up a, a garbage time touchdown against the Jets last week. Gave up just one to the Saints today. Uh, they've been pretty impenetrable. So I really, really, really like the Panthers way more than I thought I would. And seven and a half seems like a lot for a team that I'm just starting to get on their bandwagon right now. Uh, but I think right this second, I would take the Panthers to cover that seven and a half. Yeah, I think I would too. As uh, I would as well. You know, you have a rookie head coach who is dealing with a quarterback change on a short week. That's tough to deal with. As you point out, in the, and he's on the road, right? It is it is in Carolina, right? No, uh, in Houston. Oh, it's a Houston. rookie quarterback Ooh. and a rookie head coach. The rookie quarterback and a rookie head coach. I was thinking, hmm. So the suggestion is this would be 13 and a half in Carolina. I think I would have to back Houston here. Pinch your nose and back Houston against the spread. I think Carolina will win. Probably a good teaser leg. You could use it, you know, bring it down to one and a half. I think Carolina finds a way to win. But maybe Houston comes through the back door. I would be more interested in looking at the under. 43 and a half is a, is a low number. But these teams are not going to be explosive. As you point out, Carolina's defense should limit what Houston can do on offense. So I would I would look towards the under there. I don't know that it'll get below 40, but I bet it gets down to like 41 or, or 40 and a half or something in that range. Bears at the Browns. The Browns minus seven and a half over under 46 and a half. Glad you got your revenge game in, Andy Dalton, because you might be done. Uh, yeah, he might be done because he's too injured to play. You know, we saw him injure his leg against the Bengals. He got pulled. Non-contact too. Yeah, non-contact. So we don't even know if he's going to play on Sunday against the Browns. And even if he was healthy, 
Uh, it seems like there's a chance that Justin Fields could play. I think that if Andy Dalton is only like 80 or 90%, then you play Justin Fields. It just seems like a no-brainer. Uh, so it does make this game a little bit more difficult to kind of figure out because you don't know who the starting quarterback is going to be for Chicago. Uh, Andy Dalton didn't look horrible when he was on the field. He went 9 of 11 against Cincinnati. We saw Justin Fields make some rookie mistakes. He threw an ugly, ugly interception in the fourth quarter. Um, and he, he, you know, it's his first extensive action. So I guess it wasn't that surprising that he didn't really move the ball. He was just kind of thrown to the fire after Dalton's injury. Uh, but you know what? The Browns looked impressive. I, I think that they, they beat the Texans by 10. And I think Houston's a little bit better than everyone thought they were going to be. Uh, but you know what? If you watch that game, the Browns had their way with Houston. Baker Mayfield, 19 to 21. I think uh, Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb averaged over six yards per carry. Uh, so you know what? I, I'm going to take, I hate these seven and a half point spreads, but I'm going to take, take the favorite again. Yeah, I would lean towards the Browns here as well. It's a lot of points. But I think Cleveland has established themselves through two weeks as just a legitimate playoff contender and a team that is going to be there at the end of the season. You know, they had Casey on the ropes and then they just took care of business today. And every time Houston would sort of get back in it, they would push him back. Um, Again, I think the under is probably a look here as well. The Bears are not an explosive offense at all. You would you don't really want to you know, be dealing with that under if you're talking about chasing, you know, Justin Fields is chasing points. Maybe they throw up some late scores. But I think that the Browns will be able to run on the Bears, even though the way to attack the Bears is actually by passing on their questionable secondary. So we could see it would be interesting. We'll see. Do we see the Browns come out and do a bunch of play action early and try to take shots up top? I like Cleveland, especially because if they get a lead. They can they can lean on you with their ground game and wear and, and just really thump you and thump you over and over with Chubb and Hunt. So I will take the Browns here as well. I would bet that this closes around nine instead of where with it seven and a half right now with the quarterback uncertainty. Colts at the Titans. Titans minus three and a half over to 54 and a half. Titans look dead in the water for the first half against the Seahawks. Russ was flambeing and suveying. And then all of a sudden, Derrick Henry took over Breach and dominated. Does he dominate the Colts this this coming week? That game was absolutely bonkers. You know what, though? I'm noticing a trend here. Debo, our producer, picks out these games. He's given us all these games where we don't know who's starting quarterback's going to be for one team because the Colts, uh, Carson Wentz, left the game with an injury. And so that's a major concern because if Jacob Eason is the starting quarterback for the Colts in week three, I am betting everything on the Titans to cover this three and a half. Well, it won't be three. If, he won't, if Jacob Eason is a quarterback, it's going to be like seven and a half. Well, that's where I was going to go is that if you like the Titans right now, then you should jump on this point spread because if you can get it at three and a half and then all of a sudden they announce on Tuesday that Jacob Eason's the starter, it is going to shoot a lot toward the Titans, maybe to five and a half, maybe to six and a half, but you're already locked in at three and a half. Uh, so if Easton's on the field, I think the Titans definitely the pick on the early line. But obviously, if Carson Wentz is out there, it makes this game really, really interesting. I think what happens is that it turns into a shootout. We've seen in four of the past five meetings between these two teams, the winning team has scored 30 or more points. Uh, so a lot of times you see points on the board. Uh, we saw the Titans score 33 on Sunday against the Seahawks. Oh, by, the, by the way, this line has already moved to five on Caesars. Uh-oh. So, Uh-oh. Yeah. So and that's how, you know, this is how it works on Sunday. They put up totals. People come in and hit them at low limits, but they, you know, they're willing to move them because they, you know, they're worried that people would have an or whatever it is. I would take the Titans. 
if you can get the Titans and you can bet it at Caesars, if you if you have somewhere where you can bet the Titans, you need to go bet the Titans now because that is probably going to close closer to seven if Carson Wentz is ruled out. And remember, they said he tried to come back out after that ankle injury and his ankle just tightened up on him. You do wonder if that foot problem he had in the preseason, the surgery, maybe he's overcorrecting a little bit, et cetera, and that, that could be a, uh, a situation to monitor. I, I like the Titans a lot here. I would take the under if Easton plays, though. And ankle problems aren't things that usually heal in a few days. So even if Carson Wentz were to play on Sunday, he would probably be a little gimpy. Uh, so, yeah, I think the Titans feels good here. Yeah, agreed. If you, again, if you can get the Titans on Sunday or Monday, go do it. You won't be able to get it a lot of places because you're going to wait to find out about Carson Wentz. We'll know more once Wednesday comes around. Those injury reports start coming out. The Saints and the Patriots. Patriots were minus one in the look ahead, now minus three after New England dominated the Jets and the Saints late neg in Carolina, over under 43. Wow. Man, Jameis Winston went full Jameis Winston. Uh, you know, we've gotten the full ride. Week one, we saw him throw five touchdowns. Week two, we see him throw multiple interceptions, a couple ugly ones. And you know what? I have to say, Brinson, the idea of Jameis going up against the Bill Belichick defense would frighten me if I were a Saints fan. I, I don't think that Jameis Winston is going to have any success against the Patriots defense. So for me, this one comes down to whether or not I think Mac Jones can move the ball on the Saints. That is going to be the battle, the matchup that kind of determines this game. And I think Mac Jones has been pretty good. He hasn't been spectacular, but he's played well enough to win. Uh, and I think we'll see more of that. It's at home. It's in Foxborough. Uh, and at three points, I kind of love the Patriots here. Yeah, Patriots would be a play for me on a, on this Sunday night. I'll, I'll put it on Monday morning when it pops up on my local. Um, it's that I don't know that it's necessarily going to go move like crazy, but you're getting the Patriots with just home field advantage built in, and that's it. And I think while the Saints are a good team, we don't know how Jameis is going to continue to do against – now, the other thing is they were missing eight coaches. And that probably factored into the, the the business with Carolina as well. Those coaches should be back, right? Because of the, I would assume that they're on the 10 day COVID protocol by next week, obviously. So that'll help. But that means they're probably going to miss some of next week and practice and getting ready for the game. So, yes, I love the Patriots here. Get that minus three now in case it moves because if it gets to three and a half, again, that's a pretty key number, as we know from years and years of watching the NFL. The Bengals, mm. no longer in first place. Or are they in first place? No, Dude, Browns Matt Brenton, they're in first place. Tied for first place. They're tied for first place. Yeah, you're right. The Bengals head to the Steelers. The Wilson Breach rivalry week. Steelers minus four and a half over under 45 and a half. This game's fascinating because I feel like if there was any pick that everyone whiffed on uh, in week two, it was Steelers Raiders. I don't think anyone thought the Raiders could go on a short week, fly across, across the country, play on the road against the Steelers defense that was supposed to be good. Now, all of a sudden, the Steelers don't have TJ Watt. He might not be on the field in week three. They have a lot of question marks. Their offenses looked horrible through the first two weeks of the season. And if there's one thing the Bengals have done well through two weeks, it's play defense. They did a pretty good job of shutting down the Vikings uh, against the Bears. Brinson nodding his head, but they only gave up 13 points to the Bears. The other touchdown came out. Looks like you were disagreeing. I was like, oh, yeah, I guess that's kind of true. But Joe Burrow put the Bengals defense in some tough spots. He threw three interceptions, including a pick six, and yet the Bengals defense Did still. He threw three picks on back to back to back passes. On back to back to back passes. Mm. And so the fact the Bengals only gave up 20 points despite all those uh, just horrible errors uh, is good for the Bengals defense. So I think this is going to be a brawl. I don't think the Steelers have the firepower to, you know, blow out the Bengals and, and 
with that offense that they have going right now. So I am going to take the Bengals to cover, probably the Steelers to win, but definitely winning toward a Bengal cover here. I think the under is a good look too, 45 and a half. I would bet that comes down to 43 or maybe in 42 and a half just because these two teams, again, are sort of sloggy. They don't throw the ball down the field. Um, you know, it, it, Anytime you've been questioning Big Ben this all season, and he throws a 15 yard pass, like Steelers fans, like, see, look, I told you. Just like Raiders fans getting your mentions if they win a game. Good Lord. Act like you've been there. Um, I would lean Bengals getting the points, I think, as well. I, I would guess this was, would have been, I need to look at the look head, but I bet it was like minus three in the look head. And now all of a sudden people are like, oh, you know, like, like what? Like, are we bearing the Bengals more than we're bearing the Steelers? The Steelers did not look good on Sunday at all. They look terrible. I will take uh, the Bengals plus four and a half, but the under would be the play that I would make on Sunday night or Monday morning. The Bucks at the Rams. The Bucks aren't favored in this game. The Rams are minus one and a half. The over under is 54 breach. You know, the one thing I will say, if I am a 44-year-old quarterback in the NFL, the last team I want to face is the Rams. And the last person I want to see on the field is Aaron Donald. I think, you know, we've seen enough times over the years, Brenton, the way you beat Tom Brady is you put a lot of pressure on Tom Brady and force him into making dumb mistakes. You know who does that really well? The Rams. These two teams actually played last year, and Brady had one of his worst games of the season. He had 22 incompletions. He threw two interceptions. And, you know, Aaron Donald on that defensive front, they had him flustered for most of the night. And I'm not sure that the Buccaneers are going to keep that from happening again. And, and then on the other side of the ball with Matthew Stafford, the Rams won last year with Jared Goff. Now you have Matthew Stafford, so your offense is better. And the Buccaneers defense is actually worse this year. They've struggled a lot. They struggled against the Cowboys. They struggled for three and a half quarters against the Falcons before they got two pick sixes. So, uh, you know, I like the Rams here. Oh, I like the Bucks here. I, I do think you're onto something with the good defense angle because the Cowboys defense is trash and the Falcons defense is even worse than the Cowboys defense. But Tom Brady's just locked in. And while the Rams are a good defense, I don't think they're a great defense. And I think you can throw on them. And you can avoid when you have Mike Evans and Antonio Brown and Chris Godwin, you can avoid Jalen Ramsey and dealing with Jalen Ramsey. So I believe the Bucs will wing it around here. I, the over is a little too high for me, although I don't hate it with the way how, how the Bucs have played uh, defense this this uh, season as well. But I will take the Bucs plus one and a half here all day and probably take them on the money line as well. I mean, oh, kind of same difference, but I think the Bucs win this game outright. Uh, and finally, yeah, that's right. We're head to head on that one, buddy. I don't know if that one moves a ton, though. I don't, you know, I mean – Worst case, it closes a pick them. So yeah. If you want the value, you get the money line there. You know, it would be, you know, it's probably plus 130. It gets down to, you know, uh, minus 110 if it's a pick them. I mean, that's that's 40 cents. That's actually a lot. No, they're plus 100. All right, there you go. So, and it's actually already minus one on Caesars. Mm, interesting. Moving in my direction, Mr. Breach. Finally, Monday Night Football. And the Eagles are always on here, too. The one and one Eagles now, after a disappointing loss to my 49ers, head to Dallas, where the, Cow look, the Cowboys are a four-point favorite over the Eagles, over under 52. The Breach Bot 3000 is back. Jerry Jones has got me brainwashed again, Brinson. Or maybe it's not Jerry Jones. It's Dan Quinn, because that guy has pulled off an absolute miracle. Uh, the Cowboys had one of the worst defenses in the NFL last year. They are way improved 
this year. Uh, sure, they gave up 31 points to the Buccaneers, but I think the Cowboys played a lot better than anyone thought they were going to. And what they do, they held the Chargers under 20 points. This is Justin Herbert, Keenan Allen. That is a high-scoring, high-powered offense, and they could not move the ball on the Cowboys, or when they did, the Cowboys came through with some clutch turnovers. And so I think the Cowboys defense can have some success against Philadelphia. And you know what? The Cowboys offense, it has been high flying all season. I expect the Cowboys score 20 points. Yeah, but they're moving the ball left and right. And the Chargers have a good defense. The, 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 the Cowboys had 11 more yards than the Chargers. Yeah, that doesn't mean they didn't put up a you lot of yards. You just said the Chargers didn't move the ball and the Cowboys did. No, I said the, the Chargers did move the ball when they did that the Cowboys for, forced clutch turnovers. Mm. Like usual, you ignored half of what I said. But that's okay, Brenton. All you need to hear is this part, which is that the Cowboys are going to cover. Okay, I will absolutely take the uh, the Eagles here. I think the Eagles win the game outright. I, I don't think I don't think the Dallas' defense is that much improved, and I do think Philadelphia's offense is better than we think. They just ran into a tough team in San Francisco. They will move the ball with ease here. I would tempted by the on the over here, but fifty two is a lot. Did that already take up a point, I believe. Yeah, no, fifty two is what we had. I don't think that this line will. I like. I would get the Eagles minus plus four because I think that get. I think that closes around three. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but the over might tick down towards fifty. I would. I kind of want to take the over, but I don't want to take it right now. So I'll just say I'll take the Eagles it's now. The Cowboys first home game, home opener. Oh, that's true. People are reality. Well, I, actually, I think today was their home opener. <laughs> It was all Cowboys fans uh, there in LA. All right, that's it for the look ahead. Week three lines for John Breach. I'm Will Brinson. We'll see you guys later.